Welcome to episode number 155 of the Towel Light Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And happy 2020, people. Happy freaking New Year, peoples. Towel Lights. That's right. right. So first episode of the... <laughs> exactly. Uh, first episode of the New Year, we wanted to do a best of 2019 Um some of the stuff that we loved from this last year and uh, what we're looking forward to coming up in 2020. So we've kind of have, you know, I've got some best choices on here. Um, like some of the best things that I have seen or heard or read or whatever. Um, and then, you know, just a bunch of, uh, what do we call them? Runners up as well. So honorable mentions, honorable mentions, honorable mentions. So, Let's um, I guess let's just get to it. So I think the best way to do this is I will read these off, and then I'll tell you what my favorite thing was <laughs> for movies starting out. All right, and some of these are going to be crossing over, I'm sure. John Wick, Parabellum, It, Chapter Two, Alita, Battle Angel, Hobbs and Shaw, Hellboy, Booksmart. Marriage Story, Happy Death Day to You, mm. Rocket Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, Chris is updating his list, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon 3, Shazam, oh shoot, you know what's not on here, uh, Pick It Up, The Scott Documentary, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, and then my number one choice of the year, Avengers Endgame. Excellent. Excellent. Now, since you decided to like vomit every movie at me, this is why you're not allowed to talk about your specifics. Now, <laughs> I did five from each category, allowing Wait, for time. Five. I did Jeez, five. Right. <laughs> and because allowing for me to make a little mention about each thing. <laughs> All right. Let me. Uh, that's, we'll no, that's cool. You can do it forward, any way you want. <laughs> This is your best stuff. <laughs> All right. I, I, I will That's a happy list, my friend. A yeah. lot of good ones on there. And um, I actually have a couple. I have one on here that you don't have. So um, let me go through mine. Happy Death Day to you. Thank you for reminding me that that came out this year. Um, <laughs> I discovered that on HBO. And after Chris's, um, the Seavage's recommendation yeah. and yours and all. And I, and I really enjoyed that movie. And anybody who has not seen that duology so far should go and watch it. So yeah. Um, next up, I also enjoyed Shazam a lot for their lighter take on the DC universe finally and taking a really good step. Aquaman was okay, but I think Shazam was a little bit more of a more of a beloved movie by me overall. Um, it was the only DC movie this year, right? Uh, Joker. Oh, right. But that I don't know if that it counts. It, 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 I almost put that it, on here as because, um, but then I realized I didn't like it all that much, um, as much yeah. as the rest of these. Um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, mm. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I think that everybody should go see it, especially in our time of angst and much no love out there. Um, it's yeah. You know, we were raised on such values, and I remember watching Mr. Rogers every day and. I think sometimes it's been lost on our the new generations. Um, so whatever, no politics. Um, 
Rise of Skywalker, of course. Endgame, yes. My favorite of this year was Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it was a big surprise to me. Um, definitely outside his normal scope of things, while still being a Tarantino movie. Um, I really felt for me um, and for him as a filmmaker, it was probably my favorite of his movies, period. I love all of his other movies, don't get me wrong, but this had the makings of a film film um, and such a stellar cast, such like surrealism during the movie. Um, I'm really excited to see the four-hour cut like they did with um, Hateful Eight. Hmm. I, it's crazy to me. I definitely liked it. I was, I was shocked that you loved it as much as you did. Um, not, you know, hey, good. <laughs> um, Endgame obviously just hit on those buttons because we've been waiting for 11 years. <laughs> so it, it did it even more than Star Wars. Um, I am yeah, interested. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I as far as Endgame that. goes, um, I always look at it as a whole package. Endgame would have, like, if you give this that movie, but it's like the movie doesn't exist without the other 10 years. So it really needed all those other movies for it to make sense, along with Rise of Skywalker. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the way I look at it. And that's the case, and I'll pick it up. The Scott documentary is my favorite. <laughs> Standalone feature of the year. There you go. Because <laughs> it played on all of the nostalgia from my childhood until now. Um, but I like that list. All right, cool. Good, 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 good. Uh, all right, let's go to music where none of these are going to be any of the ones that you listen to. Though, an yeah, honorable one. And I don't think so, man. No. Yeah. I'm the first. You go first. All right. I got two. <laughs> because okay. I didn't want to do a lot of research into music because I just, I don't, I listen to music. You listen to music. I listen to music, but I listen to a lot of the same music over and over again. Um, I discover new music. I forget to listen to it. So I do have a backlog of a lot of stuff that I do need to listen to from this year. Um, I will add something else to it. I did really enjoy the Mando uh, soundtrack by Ludwig Gordonson and, um, and of course, um, John Williams, Rise of Skywalker. So, um, music in Star Wars has always been one of my favorite things, um, and that's basically how I always associate Star Wars is with the music. So, yeah, uh, it's always been very influential. So, yes, both of those. Plus, um, I got really into Sturgill Simpson this year with his Sound of Fury album. It's it's awesome. Um, it reminded me that I do like country music to a certain extent. Um, and I went back to listen with a lot of his other stuff. And that project was really neat uh, with his Netflix video. Um, and just, I really want to know what him and Jason Aaron are working on. So, um, and then um, my favorite album of the year is Tool, Fear and Knock'em. And I will be seeing Tool next Tuesday in concert. That came up fast. Jeez. It did. It did. Dang. Um, I, I didn't put Tool on. And the only reason why is because I listened to it once and I really liked it. And then I like just forgot. And I was like, Oh yeah. Tool. Um, so yeah, mine. <laughs> Taylor Swift, <laughs> Billie Eilish, vampire weekend, 
uh, Tom York, which also did a Netflix thing, like a 15-minute video thing. I wanted to see um, yeah. I can't remember who the director was. It was a big one, some big name. Uh, Jenny Lewis, who I saw live with Death Cab. Um, and then literally the last few weeks, it's Carly Rae Jepsen, the girl who sings Call Me Maybe. I don't understand this chick. Like, she's my new Taylor Swift. She's amazing. And nobody knows, like, nobody listens to her. Maybe she's huge in Canada. I don't know, but it's like it blew me away. <laughs> that's a that's an amazing list. That it's such it's 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 the list of a fifteen year old girl. But, uh, <laughs> this is why this is why you and I are such good friends because we're very accepting of each other's oddities. <laughs> uh, respect, I mean, my friend. Respect. Know. That's it. Not everyone's listening to Tom York. I know that. That's I sure. that would I, I forgot about that one. That would have been on my list. Yes. Yeah, that, that <laughs> album's good. Um, all right, what are we moving on to? Girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're gonna get into TV, I think next. Okay, that sounds good. You want it, or you want me to take it? Are we switch off. Go or? ahead. These next few categories. Are going to be a little bit more in depth than the last ones, I think. Okay, I have so a lot to say. <laughs> I've got a lot of things written down here. I I know you hated the ending. I didn't, and maybe because you hated it so much. But Titans is on there mm-hmm. for me. Um, Doom Patrol is just so weird, so different. Was Umbrella Academy this year? Last year? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, last year. Sorry. Yeah, last year. I didn't put it down, but I just remember that. Um, Me neither. Because it, it wasn't as good as that. The Boys, um, His Dark Materials. I have, I've only seen a few episodes, but Watchmen, Glow, uh, End of the Fucking World, Stranger Things 3, um, Arrow, The Dragon Prince, uh, curb your enthusiasm, and then these are my top three: Family Ties. <laughs> Even though it came out in the '80s, I watched it this year. <laughs> you can't do that. I can't do that. Nope. All you right, can't, take, because I could do that with video games. I could do that with. All right, all right, I'll take TV. Off. Okay. <laughs> and here's my top two. Top two then. Mandalorian. Because, as we have said, it brought Star Wars back into the good graces of the fans. And it really is just fantastic. It's super fun. Um, It's just getting started, like Filoni likes to do. Um, You know this is just the beginning. Season one is always the weakest for his shows, which is saying a lot for The Mandalorian, which has already opened up quite a lot of stuff already. So that cliffhanger ending... (laughs) The fact that we know the next season's coming this fall, couldn't be more excited. Um, like you had already mentioned, the music is like fantastic. It's Sergio Leone mixed with some modern stuff, which is that Ludwig Gorenson mix there, and that's fantastic. The money, they spent the money on the show, so it looks good. Um, overall, there's some stuff, but overall, the fact that we have a puppet and lots of puppets, like that obviously 
adds to the things the fact that they're using all real environments i don't think there's any cgi environments in that show that i've seen maybe the ice you know when they were on there in the first episode but you know overall everything was really great so um and then honestly cobra kai season two that show is so good and my wife makes fun of me to no end about it because it's so cheesy but I'll be quite honest with you, out of things that are sequels, I, I don't, don't know. Like, obviously there's sequels that I better, like Aliens, but Alien to Aliens are two different movies entirely. They're completely different movies. As far as like a continuation of the story X amount of years later, you know, they've been doing it with Fuller House and, and um, what's the other one, 90210 and even like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like blah, 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 like Die Hard. Like they've done it. No one has done it like this. Cobra Kai is heartfelt. It's hilarious. It it flips you on your head as far as what your ideas are about the franchise. The music is great. Acting is really fun. Like it's just, it makes me feel really good <laughs> watching that show. And um I was already a big Cobra, uh, Karate Kid fan, and like it just deepens the mythology, which is a crazy thing to even say, of, of Karate Kid. So I absolutely love it. And um, yeah, those two are my favorite shows of the year, I have to say, amongst all those other great shows. You inspired me that I forgot that Cobra Kai season two. <laughs> Man, I, like, I know you, you like, love Cobra Kai. I absolutely love that show. <laughs> absolutely love it exactly um yeah it just it does hit all those all those perfect marks man um another thing that did for me was dark crystal age of resistance uh waited a long time for something in that world to come again and i love that they did it with henson and they you know henson company and they 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 took it into a whole new level a whole new mythological level and um yeah, it's just I love it that all this great stuff from the age is coming back in like good form, you know, instead of the roughness of it all. Oh, I was just gonna jump in there. Um, two things that we didn't put down, and I know we both liked. I forgot to put in the toys that made us and the movies that made us. Speaking of eighties nostalgia, I've not watched oh, okay. movies yet. I will, and I've been meaning to. It just got it's good. Yeah, They're good. I didn't watch Dirty Dancing because I just don't care, but I watched the other ones. My wife will watch that one probably with yeah. me. Um, yeah, The Toys That Made Us, that Ninja Turtle episode is one of the greatest things I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. I didn't so... even know that much about the politics of it and, um, and the fact that they brought uh, Laird and Eastman back together and that they're doing that new comic in 2020 is amazing. So yes. Yes. kudos to them uh, for reuniting yeah, this is all about reuniting the geek world again, you know. So, um, I also picked Arrow. Um, you know, Arrow did something that we really didn't expect it to do. Uh, a lot of people didn't really think it was going to last past season one, or let alone spawn an entire shared universe of TV shows to which we get an epic crossover every year. Yeah. So, you know, this season of Arrow has been um, extremely good and. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the finale next week. So the we'll last see. three series seasons have been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really have been ever since who is it? Adrian 
Vice or yeah, I can't remember his name. But um, ever since that, like those three seasons have been so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely been the strongest show of the lot. Um. Overall, I believe. So. Um. Next is The Witcher for me. I really got in The Witcher this year, and I can't count the game as my 2019 game, which I probably spent the most time playing. But the TV show is a lot TV of... TV show came out, was it last year or this year? just came out last month. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. It's a, it's a dark horse, literally a dark horse. <laughs> like, he snuck it in. <laughs> everybody, everybody binged it. I am done with binging. I am enjoying episode by episode and also playing the game immediately after and then reading myself to sleep. So um, I'll see you guys in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, My top three. Um, Oh, and Henry Cavill is a beast. (laughs) It's just, I never realized how big that guy was, even a Superman, but that dude is one of the most huge, huge. He's like a guy. He is a God. He's like never seen arms. Like, like that in my life and when he he plays that role very well um and I, I want you to watch it so we can talk about it a little bit so um my third my top three number three is doom patrol um i just i titans did not make this list i really enjoyed parts and pieces of pieces and parts of it but it got bogged down by a lot of messiness and um and whatnot and um I just felt like that finale was very CWE. Um, I liked I could like <laughs> Dick Grayson and Batman stuff this season, um, but I just it. It's a show, messy season. It's, it's a, a messy, messy show. Season. It's a messy show from season one's messy, so I can't really. Talk. But Doom Patrol <laughs> is solid, and intentionally I intentionally messy. It's intentionally <laughs> so intentionally messy and messed up. And every episode, I was waiting for it to kind of like dip in quality. Yeah, and it never did. It just it just got better as it went on. And um, I just I, I'm really hesitant for a season two. So because sometimes you just want one and done, and it's perfect. You shouldn't really ask for more. But whatever. Yeah. Um, number two, The Mandalorian, easily. Um, and uh, it's everything I've ever wanted out of Star Wars, to be honest with you. Uh, it, I've rewatched it numerous times. You know, I've been watching it with my nephew. I've been watching it with my friend here. And every time I watch it, it's just like I can't stop watching it. Um, yeah. It's like I enjoy it the third, the fourth time. Um, it's just, like you said, um, it's Filoni shines uh, what he does. John Favreau is an excellent storyteller as well. And the two of them teamed up um, is unlike anything our Star Wars fandom has experienced. Yeah, that was the most genius pairing right there. <laughs> they they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it just proves that um, Star Wars needs to be fleshed out more. Um, Clone Wars and Rebels has proved that. Uh, that I saw something today like the Mando is finally. Um, taught me that star wars deserves to be on tv i was like have you not watched the cartoons (laughs) you know so i just don't get those statements because it's these things all are connected you know so um you know casuals um and then finally number one watchman watchman is um 
Watchmen is probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time now. Uh, it's 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 seamless. Uh, there, I mean, you can argue some things if you want to, but as much as people are like, yeah, Damon Lindelof is could mess this whole thing up. <laughs> he put his touch on it. He put he created something new. He took from the past and um, <laughs> he made an excellent, excellent narrative. Um, and I, and I want you to watch it <laughs> so we can talk about that one too. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back into it. I would be watching it if it wasn't for my wife not being familiar with the source material. So we got to go back in and rewatch that two and a half hours. Make sure you watch the extent. Uh, maybe three. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you watch that. The, oh, I know. I've watched Black it many Freighter times. edition, my friend. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, you know, in this political climate, um, you don't get a lot of shows like this. So it's great. Yep. Yep. And all I got to say is Lube Man. <laughs> Lube? Lube Oh, God. All right. What's next? We're going to go into uh, some toy news. Yeah, let's do a little Pursuit of Plastic, huh? I did some Pursuing of Plastic this year. I got a comprehensive list of my favorites. I have one thing. That's it? Yeah. You and I I differ in some things, you know? It's like. Yeah, like I didn't really. Well, I had a kid, so like I just didn't spend a lot of money on toys this year. Um, well, so it could really, be what you liked, you know, what you thought was cool, you know, you can mention some of that stuff that you may have wanted. I, I'll wait for that now. <laughs> why don't you, maybe you'll, you, okay. you tell me what you got, and maybe I'll add some stuff that I can think of. That sounds good. All right. So, um, this is a big year for Star Wars figure arts. Uh, we started off the year with the Revenge of the Sith, uh, series ending. A couple of them came out the year before were released. Uh, we got episode three, Obi-Wan. Uh, I didn't get him because I actually bought the hot toy of him this year. Um, we also got Dooku, which they did before uh, Hasbro put out their Black Series. And the Dooku figure is really, really awesome. Uh, he was an exclusive, so he was kind of hard to get uh, after aftermarket. Um, then the and then Boba Fett came out this year, so I was waiting for him. Um, they had made a Jango Fett years ago, so they had that buck. And it's like, why didn't they make a Bubba until now? But they did, and it came out. And it's it's a great figure. Um, I just like how people like say that figure arts aren't worth the money, like they're overrated and stuff. I don't agree with that because I get them for around fifty bucks. People are paying more than that for Black Series aftermarket sometimes and it's like these are meticulously like crafted japanese action figures like sorry but hasbro can't hold a candle to that i mean i can take that qui-gon figure that they made versus the one that figure arts made and be like huh look at this okay so um and then to round out the year um force awakens old han and also create luke um but i did really love the rise of skywalker figures um i got the ray the Kylo and the Sith Trooper. The useless Sith Trooper, yes. <laughs> but it's crazy because they didn't go deep enough into that with those Sith Lords and Revan and all that. I know. It so it's... much better. So it's such a such a throwaway. <laughs> it was. 
They it look cool. Like, they look cool. They definitely look cool. Um, yeah, you know, the argument over figure arts is stupid because there's a reason why they exist. You know what I mean? There's a reason that they exist at the price point that they do um, and that they're not easy to get. It's because they are quality or else everybody would be making them and you'd be getting them from the Dollar Tree. Well, that's the problem, too, is that, like, Disney gave Hasbro the lockdown, the monopoly on, like, Star Wars action figures that high. So it's like... Mm. You can't like Bluefin imports Marvel ones, you know. So, so it's weird that they don't allow Star Wars, you know, because it's still Disney. So, it's just Hasbro paying it off and allowing their, you know, okay figures now to be dominating the market. It's sad. It is sad. It's like you can go to Barnes and Noble and get that Doctor Strange figure, like from Big Arts and Hulk and stuff. Like, why you can't get Star Wars makes no sense. No. But I will say. Um, Marvel figure arts are exponentially more expensive, even on the Japanese sites. Um, so it's weird that Star Wars sells for so much cheaper. Mm. And I'd keep it that way, then, oh, we're bringing them to America, and we're going to start charging you $20 more, you know? True. I so, will. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I did mention the Obi-Wan hot toy, I believe, that did get released this Yeah, it did. I love that. I love Ian McGregor's Obi-Wan. And I needed to get that Revenge of the Sith figure. Um, but uh, my hot toy of the year was the Darth Maul Episode One Deluxe with a Sith speeder. Uh, that was my pricey toy for the year. Um, Darth Maul is awesome. And I wanted the Episode One version of him. And the fact that they gave him a vehicle was even better. And his little probe droids and stuff like that. So once I get my house, that'll be... Uh, front and center <laughs> when you walk it <laughs> what is that your figure is that your figure of the year no oh, no okay. i don't i don't really okay i'm not there yet okay um i just want to mention the mezco 112s that i loved um they're just the 3dc ones i really liked a lot this year i kind of cut back on my marvel um but i had the john stewart the Wonder Woman deluxe figure that they just put out, um, the MDX one, the really colorful one, like the almost like the Linda Carter 70s colors. And then the Sovereign Knight Blue Batman. I really like that one. Um, they are on my shelf right now as my Justice League display. Um, I will mention that I did like the Star Wars Black Series General Grievous, uh, the very first, technically the first deluxe in the series for them. Uh, this figure makes me wonder if I really need to buy the figure arts version, uh, as, as wow. it is an excellent figure. Uh, the arms split apart. So he has four arms, has a, has the, has a cloak. Um, he looks good, um, scales well in my figure arts. So I, they're going to have to do something really cool for me to be like, yeah, I want to spend twice as much money on, on the same figure. The plastic will be probably better, more like droid armor and stuff, but we'll see. Probably. I really like that Grievous for that price. It was an excellent figure. And they also made an excellent Deluxe Emperor this year, too, um, after their very shitty one from years ago. So they made it up, <laughs> gave him his throne, gave him lightning effects, gave him different faces. It, it's a really cool figure. Um, so I picked that up, too. Since I'm only on, like, the black series uh, exclusive train but um you know my figures of the year are the uh i really 
I don't think they're great, great quality, but I, I love them. Um, are, and the price point's great. So the Mondo uh, Master Universe won six scale figures. Uh, I was really into buying Super 7 and Mattel and stuff. And then I said, these are amazing. And the more those go up in price, the angrier I get. <laughs> and these are at $150. And you get amazing accessories. They're soft goods. They look, they're like artist renditioned. Um, so I just, I just feel like Mondo's really doing a bang up job on those. We got Skeletor, He-Man, Faker. They put out a special uh, Scare Glow this year that I didn't pick up. I didn't get Faker either. But and then you know in the pipeline, I've got Merman on on uh, order right now, and then they still have Hordak and Man at Arms coming up this coming From this year. Mondo. Yeah. Jeez. The Skeletor okay. is awesome. <laughs> that, and they, that Skeletor, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and if you buy the Mondo uh, Direct ones, the deluxe ones, they come with like special things. So like with the He-Man, it came with a special Skeletor face. Yeah. Um, you get like the uh, what is the what is the MacGuffin from the movie? Oh, <laughs> that um, Cosmic Key. key. Yeah, yeah. So you get you got that as one of the things. And then like with Skeletor or somebody, you got like the weird animal from the Christmas special. So they do all these weird little things with it for fans. So there's a lot of fan service with those figures. Um, so I love them. I think they're really cool. And I they just there's more to come. So I would rather spend a little bit more on those and be buying six inch plastic figures at fifty five dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. It's like, what would you buy? Three figures, five figures, if that, you know? Sure. Or, With shipping. Yeah, exactly. So screw it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, because I didn't buy a lot of figures this year, like, I'll, I'll go with that Sovereign Knight. I, like, I just, I didn't, I was, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, what did I even buy? Emphis Nest? But, you know, that was from last year. <laughs> so, yeah, I bought some stuff, but it was mostly stuff from previous years. So I like your list. It's more comprehensive. Uh, let's go to comics. Sounds <laughs> good. I think you, uh, uh, you probably have some on here. I do. Um, I'm going to say in fairy, uh, my comic. <laughs> I had that one on there. Yeah, DFAT Comics uh, own in Fairy. Um, hollowed issue two when it comes out. The Kickstarter will be this year. But, uh, you know, Batman Last Night on Earth, I really did enjoy that as Scott Snyder and Capullo mashup again. Um, it was a cool little tale. Uh, DC stuff was awesome. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I loved it. I did, you know, it didn't take me that long to read it, but it was it was really good. I thought it was going to be gimmicky, but it was really good. I thought it was better than Marvel Zombies. So um, it was a fun little little tale there. And um, even though I read a lot of comics, I don't really know what else, like, from this year, 2019. Like, Magic or I think it was from 2018. What were you going to say? Uh, don't forget, Hickman's X-Men... That's my number one. Oh, you haven't gotten there. I thought yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. you were kind of like closing out there. No, no, no. I was just trying to think of oh, what okay. else 
it, but like because I yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Number, number one, I'll just House of X, Powers of X, leading into the now X evolution. You know, um, hands down, the it got me back into those characters. Even reading Marvel a little bit more um, because I've been shying away from it a bit in the last few years. But if you have not, if you are, if you are a casual X Men fan, but a big sci fi fan, read it. <laughs> I really like that's number one. But like, if you haven't read comics in a while, um, I I've, I've been telling everybody that will listen to me to read those comics you don't even have to read what happens after it to get into it it's so insane it's true all of it it's like you could just know what happened and just i can i haven't really picked up anything since the first few issues and i can't wait to catch up still um i've caught up yeah i've caught up so some of them are not like Fallen Angels is not coming back. What? Yeah, it. Um, they release like I think it's like March solicitations or something, and it's not on the list. It didn't take a break or anything. I like, don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they just started announcing all these titles, and it was flooding it again, and and now they're gonna cancel one already. You know, it's just like. I get what your ideas were, but maybe you should have just not done the normal Marvel thing. <laughs> and released like 20X titles at right. once. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, those are definitely, like I said, I've read a lot of other things. I just don't feel like they fit into the timeline of 2019. So like I read the boys, you know, that kind of stuff. So go on. Yeah. yeah I get you. All right. So I'm not, uh, let's. I'm gonna start with Undiscovered Country. Um, um, Soul, you know, Soul and Snyder teaming up for this story uh, was really intriguing to me. The idea behind it's really awesome. I read the first issue. I really need to get caught up on the other two. But um, I love when Scott Snyder goes off and does these kind of stories. Uh, he's just he's always been one of my favorite writers. Uh, Charles Soul is definitely working his way up there. Um, and but I always have loved um, Snyder's horror aspect of things. I think that he was always a good ever since I read that book that he released um, before he really started writing comics. Uh, he they he had me there. So, um, yeah. Um, next is the entire DC Black Label thing. Um, Batman Dam started in 2018, but ended in 2019. So every other title that came out this year has been um, under that um, anywhere from the deaths of Vic Sage, um, the bringing back the question in in a black label book, which is amazing. Um, as you mentioned last night on Earth, I really like that Harleen um, Superman Year One. Yeah, was you know they Frank Miller does something that he's just something very special with that book, and um, it's not his usual kind of storytelling. Um, and I just I recommend anybody to it. Um, they of course moved all the Curse of the White Knights into the Black Label realm. The Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child was part of that. Um, but the last one I want to up oh, also Wonder Woman Dead Earth started. Uh, that is highly recommended by me. 
uh, to you. <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll read that. And I'll of course, wait till it all ends. What's that? I'm sorry. I just said I'll I'll wait till it all ends, but you know, yeah. I'll be reading. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, my highlight out of those is Joker Killer Smile by Jeff Lemire, Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. My comic dream team. Um, those two together do great things. So that was my favorite of DC Black Label. Um, I love that Grant Morrison wrote Green Lantern this year. Uh, he ended it and he did a little mini series called Black Stars. And then they announced that Green Lantern season two would start. And so that's coming. So it's a, it's kind of funny they're writing it that way. Um, and I always love what Morrison does with it. anything. Um, just 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 one of my favorite writers of all time. Hmm. Um, into the Marvel realm before I get into my favorite thing of this year. Um, to Ta Nahisi Coates, uh, butcher his name every time, but his Captain America run has been stellar. Um, very politically driven. Uh, I love when they challenge Steve Rogers, and I love when Steve Rogers is actually a good guy. <laughs> so he had a lot of clean do it. He had a lot of cleanup to do after that, um, after Nick Spencer's run that everybody hated. I love Nick Spencer, but um, he did some rather questionable things with Captain America. So um, <laughs> this series and every cover, every cover, the regular cover is an Alex Ross cover. Uh, so that's been really awesome to collect. Um, like you said, X-Men's uh, Hickman's X-Men. I mean, after years of ignoring our favorite thing about Marvel, the thing that you and I have you know, always always enjoyed since we were kids, um, to see the X-Men back in the spotlight, to know that they're headed to the big screen a la Kevin Feige and the MCU is really exciting. So um, I'm glad that X-Men are back and beloved again by everyone. Um, but my favorite comic thing of the year has been... Um, what Brian Michael um, Bendis has been doing with all of DC, um, period, from writing great Superman stories to Naomi to Wonder Comics to, um, to Jinx World. Yeah, the Jinx World thing has been great. I really don't follow a lot of Jinx World. I've been following a lot of um, what he was been doing in canon, um, and with well then. Leviathan uh, was an interesting storyline, bringing back a very old school Kirby character, uh, Manhunter. And so this year has been very much, in my mind, written in the old ways of how Kirby used to write DC comics. Um, we have another thing is, was um, Superman's Pale Jimmy Olsen by, um, by Matt Fraction, another great series this year. That's just, a great comic. Yeah, just these just these throwback, like they're taking what DC has done this year um, has been pretty amazing in my opinion. Um, big, you know, and Bendis has been the backbone of that. A lot of people don't like Bendis. A lot of DC people don't like Bendis, but I don't care. Um, I think that he's done a really good job with what he's done. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2020. Me too. Um, always like Bendis. Always been a Bendis fan. I don't even begin to understand how you couldn't like him so <laughs> whatever you know yeah. these old school people they need to get their head out of their asses sometimes 
with like all this kind of stuff. So they and they get like preconceived notions of a guy because they worked on the other side, and it's just like just shut up, just let him do what he's doing. Um, yeah, does solid list. DC Black Label really was pretty rad. Pretty much knocked things out of the park. I'm looking forward to a Black Label Green Arrow title or something. Next year, this year probably. So see what they do with that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So last thing before we go into a break in our list of 2020 would be video games. Um, So the list is the pretty much the same. Um, But we got Jedi Fallen Order, best Star Wars game to come out. Jedi Academy. Honestly, um, fighting system's great. Music's fantastic. Graphics are f- phenomenal. Stories uh, good, acceptable is what it is. Stories acceptable. Um, the game came out for Apple TV. Chris and I played, got a little obsessed with, called Grindstone. Um, actually, and then top of it, Skateland for Apple TV which is literally Skate 3. Uh, it's phenomenal. Or Skate City. Skate City is what it's called. Um, that was a really fun... I still play that almost every day. It's just a cool little skateboarding game. Uh, Borderlands 3. We've been waiting a decade. I can't even remember. Quite a long time between the two. Um, here's the thing. And I... I hate to say it. We got so hyped. I think we got too hyped that we played it and then we both fell off at the same time. And I, it's not like I have anything against it. It was just like, I guess, you know what it, you know what it is? It's Star Wars. I blame Star Wars because the month of December is Star Wars. It's, it's, it was. It's also, you had, you had, your, you had a baby. So that kind of cut back on you and I being able to play a lot of co-op, which was always what Borderlands was about. Um, I did just pick it up the other day. I was playing with my nephew, and yeah. I realized how much I need to get back to it. So yeah, I love it. I, that's the thing. I had I was loving it, so I will get back to it, and I'll have fun with it. Um, and but so my number one though is Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition for the Switch. I got a Switch this year. Um, reason why is because it is so challenging. Like, I had to fight, beat this one part, and I was standing up. I was yelling. I was, like, almost throwing my little weed Joy-Cons or whatever they're called. And um, they're not Wii, you know, Switch Joy-Cons. And I just haven't been this, like, pissed off and excited, like, that I have to play in a video game in so long. Like, yes, I love Uncharted. I've got to play it. I've got to know what nathan drake gets into next but like i very rarely get so angry that i just like can't help it It's like you know what it is it's taking me back to my my youth you know when you try to be like a part in Mega Man, and the boss just continuously kills you over and over and over again and then you come back like a day later two days later and you beat it in two seconds and you're like oh why was that so hard this is like that i have not felt this way in forever playing a game that frustrates the hell out of me, but I love what I'm playing. So, Ori in the Blind Forest, you know, 10 years later, whatever it is for the Switch, I never got to play it on Xbox. It's fantastic. 
Awesome. That's a good list, Ben. Um, I'm going to agree on you with four of those, of course, because um, you and I have very similar tastes in video games. So, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, I haven't binged a game like that in a long time to finish it in three days. And that's <laughs> an achievement. That game was much longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, and it was great to get back into loving what I'm playing on the screen. And I do need to go back and play Battlefront 2 again. But um, it's just been like... They always yeah, that's good. I yeah. did revisit that. It is good. They just owe us so much more than that. I even got in that discussion again today online. It's just like we like thirteen thirteen. You know, like like games without Jedi. Like there was all these games out there that they could do without a Jedi even being in it. It's like Dark Forces was like that before they turned into a Jedi thing. Or Tie Fighter, <laughs> X Wing, Rogue Squadron. Like make a Black Squadron game already, please. Get, let me be Snap West Wexley or. Or Poe Dameron, you know, like, just let me fly X-Wings around and, and blow up First Order targets. I don't care. Like, there's got to be a better way. Um, I did buy a Switch this year, and so there, I played a lot of Switch games. Um, so Mario Maker 2 is amazing. <laughs> yeah, just, I need it. Yeah, I'll get it. So great. It's so great. Um, that's, that's my highlight on Switch. I don't know if anything else was this year or not, so I don't really want to guess but i know that that was um borderlands 3 yeah we waited a long time for that and i really want to get back and playing it um Ori, yeah, i love it i just haven't played enough of it uh, i was so hyped for it i loved seeing the trailer for the new game that's coming you out. made me get it i know but a certain witcher <laughs> stole my heart and um you know geralt <laughs> Geralt is all I can think about. Unfortunately, it's a 2015 game, so I can't get into it. But I will say that Grindstone game that you brought up to begin with, it, it really kind of sold me on those kind of games. I really hope they come out with it on, like, Switch or something. It's going to. It's going to yeah. get... Yeah, they already said it's going to get ported to Switch. Cool. Cool. And, um... Yeah, yeah so I don't have... Oh, go on. Yeah, I really don't have a favorite favorite, but um, if anything, it's probably I just jam packed my my life with Jedi Fallen Order because I was so excited about it. So that was that was it. Perfect. So let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll go over twenty twenty. reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of don'tforgetatowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right, we are back after those commercials. I'm just going to kind of run through what we're looking forward to in 2020. Did you parse yours out? Because I did not. I just kind of threw it all together. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I did. 
Do you want me to go and, and then you can... you go and, and I'll go. Sounds good. Uh, all, right. all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with comics. Um, oh Jesus. Okay. Weirdly enough, I'm um, when they announced the Transformers and Terminator crossover for IDW, um, that kind of <laughs> piqued my interest. I will read That's that as insane. a pocket version. Yeah. It just a really insane idea, something that I've never really thought about, and I'm really intrigued to see how they, what kind of story they do with that. They've been doing some neat things with like Ghostbusters and whatnot, but Terminator and robots, <laughs> you know, more than meets the eye, right there. Yeah. Um, next up, um, I'm looking forward to Tom King's Batman Catwoman's maxi series uh he just ended his run on batman they i think they ended it short with issue 85 and then gave him this maxi um which they will be bringing in the phantasm from mask of the phantasm the the movie hmm. uh in the canon so it'll be interesting to see how they treat that i think that's a really neat idea um i don't understand why people don't like tom king same time it's like People blame writers instead of publishers. Um, I don't do that. I, I think that Tom King is a, a really unique writer. Um, I'm actually reading as Mr. Miracle, which is the year before, um, and I love it. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. It, it, seems, it seems really cool to me. Um, DC's been doing these great um, anniversary issues. Uh, they're a little gimmicky, but they do feature some really cool stories from creators and fun covers by artists and i really like that kind of stuff so uh this year we're getting wonder woman and robin and also i think the flash uh so there's a there's a few different ones uh so i'll be on the lookout for those but speaking of robin um i promised the world's been promised the return of nightwing and dick grayson um this rick grayson bullshit has gone on for long enough and it's time for his amnesia to end. Um, and apparently uh, it's been said that when Tinian, whatever his name is, takes over Batman, uh, this will be part of the narrative as well. So look forward to that. Sweet. About damn time. Yeah, it's weird, man. I've been reading way more DC than anything else other than Star Wars, I mean, which is on my list. That too. Um, now that they're in post-Empire territory, the new Star Wars run and the new Darth Dash Rendar! Yeah, man. He's canon. I mean, that you know he's going to show up. He better. If, if he's canon, there's no way they're not going to do it. So Fan. who's writing that one now? Greg Peck? Or... Yeah. Eh, whatever. I'll, I'll be reading them. I've read every one of these Star Wars comics other than the main story. So, Because I just... Like that time period, like you said, I just kind of fell out of it. It's a lot. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I agree. What's next? <laughs> I'm going to do, let's talk a little bit about movies, huh? Oh, yeah. That I have a lot. All right, why don't you run through your list? Black Widow, Wonder Woman 84, James Bond, No Time to Die, Sonic the Hedgehog, sorry, Always going to be a Sonic boy. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey. I'm on the fence, but I'm going to see it. Going to see it. Um, hey, man. I, I, Rated R. I know. I just. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> that's the only thing. That Looks like a wacky movie. There. 
um eternals i literally know nothing like nothing i don't even know any of the characters i just know the actors so and i know in in feige we trust um bad boys for life already got my tickets i'll be there opening night um the king's man i love it ralph fines man like i cannot wait I cannot wait to see the beginning of the Kingsman. Looks great. Matthew Vaughn is just opening that world wider and wider. So uh, Bloodshot, again, on the fence, but I got to see it. I got to see what's going on with Valiant's first cinematic, maybe last cinematic movie. Um, Halloween Kills, obviously, got to see uh, what's going on with that. The sequel, the, the next in the trilogy. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Super, super pumped up about that. Um, uh, you know, Bill and Ted 3, I need to see a trailer. I the, the pictures I've been seeing have got me excited, especially William Sadler coming back as death from Bogus Journey. That's genius to me. Um, hopefully they'll do some sort of nice thing for george carlin um as rufus so i I just need to see a trailer but it's on the list uh tenet the more i see from this movie the more i get excited about it watching the there was an extended preview in imax 3d that i saw in front of star wars it was like a 10 minute part of the movie looks awesome and then um the only one i can think of now superman red sun um my favorite superman story dc animated's given it the go over and hopefully they don't just just league it up for no fucking reason whatsoever <laughs> just stick to the comic do not change it and you'll be fine off topic it's funny we like talk about how they throw batman and everything um i went through my cards from 91 and it's like batman is nowhere to be found in that deck it's all other characters i'm like when did you start always relying on batman so weird it's to be if you think like 89 with the movie sure um and then i think batman didn't get big again until nightfall you know what i mean i don't think i think that's comic book wise i don't remember reading before nightfall like i don't remember what he was doing so I think that right there started bringing him back, <laughs> even though his back was broke. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so what is that, 93, 94? Um, and, and at that time, it's, you know, Superman dies, and obviously that's number one for everybody at that time. He had crisis happened, so, yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah, I can understand that. It's, yeah, I guess like, hey, we just we just brought everything into one after yeah. crisis, and now everything's yeah. kind of like rebooted. So yeah, it's just crazy to me like that. Yeah, it's my turn. Uh, yeah, sorry, movies. That's right. I will mention Birds Birds of Prey. I am I I'm gonna watch anything DC puts out. Um, whether or not I'm heavily anticipating it, I don't know. It's just. It's on the list. It's on the list because it, it, it when they gave it the R rating and they took it the direction they wanted to take it, um, fine. 
I am I am okay with it because I just want to see what they do with it. I, I think uh, who's the director? Kathy Yang. Yeah. Um, so we got you know woman director, badass women in the movie. I like you know I like I like um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and I just hope they give Black Canary her Canary cry instead of just a baseball bat. Yeah, the biggest um, superhero movies of the year all directed by women. Awesome. They said Black that as Widow, like, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, and Eternals. Yep. And yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. It's awesome. Um, Bloodshot. Who knows how this is going to turn out? <laughs> it's anticipated, but um, I have much more faith in Birds of Prey than this Bloodshot movie at this point. Um, we'll see, though. I, I really hope it does well. And I hope that Valiant can come out of its, you know, out from under his rock a little bit more, you know, and people can be like, what is this? Exactly. Um, so we love the characters. All we need is a Ninjack movie. Come on. Come on. It makes sense. Um, I am really looking forward to Black Widow. I love the, I love Winter Soldier. I love spy movies. Um, and I, I love that grounded Marvel Universe stuff. Um, so that, I am really looking forward to that. Uh, Eternals, Jack Kirby, magic, um, you know, the Marvel way. And it'll be interesting to see how much they can really push in this movie um, because they've, they've proven that they can really do ungrounded movies. Uh, and I love that can do all these different genres and, 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 and make great movies, you know, um, one room 84, not much to say about it. Besides, um, I am looking forward to um, Pascal's Maxwell Lord and how they treat that character. Um, And also, I want to see how Chris Pine comes back, since it's not a gimmick. Supposedly. (laughs) Um, Bond, yes, of course. Tenant, I saw that. I waited, and I saw that preview on the big screen for the first time, and that really got me. Uh, and I love Christopher Nolan movies, so um, I I don't even know what else to think about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely strange. So, speaking of strange, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is maybe my most anticipated movie of the year. Um, yeah. That trailer after the mishap of the 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 uncanon movie. Uh, yeah, I'm really I just, I'm looking forward to the Egon Spangler Heritage movie. <laughs> So, and how they bring everybody back in. So that'll be cool. Um, and Paul Rudd. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, surprisingly, um, I'm gonna throw new new mutants in it after that trailer. I I just want to see what they did with this movie, and that it's gonna be out in April, um, and that they that they're still embracing these Fox movies because it makes me wonder how they're gonna treat Deadpool. To be honest with you. Um, will it still be under this, this, will they separate it from the MCU and kind of have it bleed in sometimes? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting that this is an MCU movie, but it's still not. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would, I think it would still work. Uh, they could still use these characters in any future X-Men things. I mean, you got Colossus and Deadpool and stuff like that. So who knows, you know? Um, I do like the horror aspect of this movie. Uh, it, it looks super creepy, and I'll give it a shot. Uh, I am excited for yeah. 
I d- I don't think it's gonna connect. I think it's just it was already shot. It already you know they got to kind of get it out. There's been zero marketing. There's not even a poster in the theater. You know what I mean? Like we didn't even know the release date until today. So right. I think it's like let's just get this out. <laughs> we didn't pay, you know we didn't pay for it. I I I think this is it. I I just don't think we're going to see any connections to the outside world. I think with Deadpool because of the money making potential of throwing in a anybody from the MCU, you know what I mean? Throwing Hulk, throwing anybody and that money that movie makes a billion dollars. So that's the thing. Like they they've got a lot more potential with the Deadpool than they do with the New Mutants. Oh yeah, I would just I wouldn't throw this away either because you have some you have some decent actors on it. So I mean, if it does end up being good, and Elanio Rasputin is a badass, like that transformation thing where she starts to do that in the trailer is really cool, and it's like she's a great character and a beloved character by fans. Is that magic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I the trailer was great, honestly. Yeah. I actually really liked it. Um so no. I was like, uh, yeah, I just I just don't have any faith in it and I don't think it's going to connect to anything, but it is a cool trailer. So, yes. Yeah. See. Um I've always been a big Bill and Ted fan, so I am really excited for this movie. And I think that they will knock it out of the park. <laughs> Stallion it out of the park. That's right. <laughs> uh, lastly, I'm I'm putting Blumhouse's Fantasy Island on there. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot Halloween Kills. Both those Blumhouse. Yeah. Blumhouse magic man. Um, and what 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 that studio's been doing for horror and and surprises and and whatnot. Um, yeah. Fantasy Island looks super creepy to me. So. Yeah, I mean. If you say that, I should put Ma on from last year in my best yeah. list. That movie was freaking fantastic. Is it? I gotta watch it. It's so good. It's so fucking stupid. Blumhouse is they're geniuses. So um yeah. All right, cool. Uh TV time. I yeah. just I got a couple things. Nothing crazy. It's really, really the Disney Plus shows. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and um, uh, what's the other one that's coming out next year? The Mando Season 2. Mando Season 2, but no, there's one more Marvel thing that's coming out. It's not Loki. It's not what, if, what if it's 2021? Oh, it is? I, I think so, yeah. Okay, all right, well go. then never mind. So, Wars being the number one of that, seeing what that last season's going to be, seeing if that last season opens things up to Rebels season reboot, whatever the fuck they want to do with that. You know what I mean? Who knows what Dave Filoni's got up his sleeve? Because this is something like, I guess they kind of need to wrap things up because I guess, but then I felt Rebels did a really good job of wrapping up all those loose ends. So I... When I heard about Clone Wars, I was kind of like, why are you even doing it other than, like, I want to see it? There's, there is, there are some things they do at the Resolve with Ahsoka. Um, yeah. And, and the bat, the, that battle is one of the major battles of all Star Wars. So we also have to see 
how are the Mandos left after this point and stuff like that too, right? Like but we kind of do again. Like I want to Rebels. because now they can tie so much more into the Mandalorian. Right. So they could right. do all this crazy stuff that we don't even think about. Um, I think it's I think it's a well deserved thing, but yeah, that's true. So um, and then the final thing is HBO Max comes out next year. Uh, for TV, and I don't know what that's going to do because it could shake things up for DC. Um, specifically, they could roll out like we know there's a Gremlins animated series, but they also own Looney Tunes, which I still am a fan of. They also own Harry Potter, which could spawn itself so much more than just two movies or two movie franchises. So, like. Harry Potter is a thing like needs to be up there with Star Wars. It needs to have animated series. It needs to have adult series. It needs to have long form storytelling. So it can go back thousands of years. You know what I mean? Like it can go all over the place. And I hope that HBO realizes this because it does have a lot of, or HBO slash Warner Brothers rather. So I am excited to see as another streaming service that I pay for with uh, HBO Max. So that's where I'm at for TV. Nice. Um, I agree with HBO Max. Um, Clone Wars season six, season seven, whatever you want to call it. I really don't call yeah. the last episode season six. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things from that that was never um, developed, including um, the the Saj Ventress storyline that they made into that book, um, Dark Cycle. Yeah. So that was kind of like a they expanded it a lot, but there are a lot of stories, and we've seen um some behind like test animation from things as well so uh, where boba gets his dent yeah that that stuff but i don't think they'll concentrate on that i think this will be very very I think so too. yeah I, I do too. and i'm looking forward to the updated animation a la rebels so that's that's i think that'll be beautiful especially in that scale um also, um, all the Disney Plus plays, uh, the Marvel shows, very excited that we finally will can use that hashtag, it's all connected. <laughs> Ten years in the making. That's right, that's right. Um, bring it back, bring it back. Um, Mando season two, of course. Um, the fact that I hope fall means September. Yeah. I hope fall means yeah. September 21st, exactly. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I'll just keep watching it until then. Um, but I'm uh, Lock and Key is another one. I'm really. I don't. I've never read it. Um, and I've always wanted to, and I think I like these shows because they get me into thinking about reading the books. So I'll probably. I'll probably do that. I. Anyway. You know, it's funny that was on my list with Dave, and I didn't say it. I love that comic. Love, 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 love. So yes, absolutely. And um, I think I'm very excited for Picard this month. Oh, jeez. Very much so. It's very. It's gonna be hard for me not to. I forgot all about it. And it's just, I you know I am a Star Trek fan, and you know I grew up on Last Generation, and I love I love Patrick Stewart. I mean he's he's one of my favorite actors, and I've met him, <laughs> and you know it's just like the fact that they're doing this show like old man Picard and these, these storylines like that, that we like so much. Um, and then bringing back like, what's your name? Jerry Ryan and, and Jonathan Frakes. Riker. Yeah. 
data. Yeah, data and who knows what else. So Yeah, Jonathan uh, Frank's directing too. So I mean like that makes sense. But yeah. So very excited, very excited for those. Yeah, I forgot about Card Man. Jeez. All right. All right. (laughs) We gotta wrap this up. Video games, last thing on the list here. Um we got the Marvel Avengers game by Square Enix. Um instant uh cyberpunk 277 i can't even tell you how many hours I've, yeah how how much i've been watching the last two days so i pre-ordered it and then uh final fantasy 7 reboot it's a no-brainer gotta get it and then um playstation 5 um i will i get it this year i know we we talked about it it really depends on what's at launch and what's at launch has to be like, I don't know. Got to work too. Uncharted. Well, yeah. Or <laughs> Arkham. Uh, I don't know, man. An Arkham at, at, at PS5, like Arkham City. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. yeah, if it's Arkham, if it's not Arkham Knight. That's what I mean. Right. Like, who knows what they're going to do? It's like, I love was- Arkham Knight outside of the, of the car. To be yeah. honest with you. I think it's a great game. I've never beat it because I just can't get past that shit and I'll just go and play another game. I'm just like, I got to finish it still. And I do want to, but you add that to your backlog, my friend. It is. On the, <laughs> it is on the backlog. What <laughs> I sent you. Um, yeah, I know, you know, with PS five, it's tough. I, I'm going to wait anyhow. I don't care what's at lunch um, because I'll play it eventually. And I don't like to buy a new system because I always feel like they need to put out another a release or whatever it's not always just firmware it's you know it's like it's hardware no, like so. the switch is putting out another system this year i just read it's like what the heck man like hardware is like kind of bs in my opinion at least playstation is just firmware those games those systems last forever they do they do but playstation 4 had some kinks at first that i waited on and i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, plus I got to wait for my, my Darth Vader one. So that was always cool. Um, I'm going to do video games and I do have a couple collectibles, but I'm not, not crazy. So, um, but they are mostly the same as yours. I, I, after I played the Witcher, um, I have a lot of faith in CG, CD project red. I really, really, really have been waiting for a good cyberpunk game. I just feel like, like I played shadow runs and they are what they are. And, that syndicate game they made a few whatever years back was garbage um so it's not bringing back my nostalgia enough with these games but this this is like how immersive the witcher is i mean this is five years later basically of 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 game advancement and whatnot and ai and all that stuff and i'm impressed by the witcher it's a 2015 game it's doing things that games like are coming out now can't even do um so I have a lot of faith in that company, and I will always buy their games from now on, um, unless Cyberpunk sucks. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Reboot, awesome. I can't wait. Um, and as we discussed in other episodes, yeah, I'm very happy that they are going to, it's a very expansive world, and it's going to be um, an in-depth game. Massive. Um, I'm just asking that they please make Final Fantasy VI after this, please. It is the superior game. And it needs like a, a modern update. It never has gotten one. It's gotten like cutscenes back on 
PlayStation classics and whatnot, but I want to play Final Fantasy VI in the updated graphics. It's 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 one of it's my a great game. Yeah, it, for sure. Um, Star Wars Lego the the Skywalker Saga the Saga, yeah, it's awesome. I didn't, I really didn't understand why they came out with the Force Awakens as a standalone. It was not that good. It was fun, but I was like, you're ripping us off. Every other game you give us is like massive and three stories and whatnot. Um, so I'm happy they're doing all nine games and updating the graphics on the other ones and putting them all together. Um, it's going to be a massive, massive game and a lot of fun. And I love Lego games. The Avengers game, I had been on the fence for a long time about until I saw you could pin people with Thor's hammer um, and I was sold immediately. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for that <laughs> game. Really excited for that game. Um, and I really hope that they do treat it with a little, um, little bit like Ultimate Alliance. I'm sure they won't go as in-depth with as many characters, but like with Kamala Khan, I hope it's not just like a one-off thing where you play as her as like a part of a board or something. Like, fine, that'd be fun, but I hope that they do like Fantastic Four DLC and, and stuff like this, and 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 you get to really add on to um, your Avengers roster through the game. So, fingers crossed. Um, but let me jump to collectibles. You're done with video games? Any yeah? Towards. Um, Basically, it's it's all the Mando, all the Baby Yodas, all the time. I uh, did write that down. My toy, time. figure art, the Hasbro Vintage Collection, um, because I I I, I like the I like the four inch figures. It's always been that for me for Star Wars, and so I will buy those when they do make a cool one. And so, Cara Dune's getting one, and Mando's getting one, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, the Hot Toy, little on the fence right now about. I hope they. Uh, I want the full Beskar steel. I was gonna say they will. I, soon the second episode he gets the Beskar. So yeah, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Not that you I know. don't like his ruggedness because it it is what sold me on it to the show. Right. Right. So, but I do want that 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 uh, mudhorn signet. <laughs> um. Tons of Baby Yoda's coming up this year. I put an article on DFAT, um, a collectible for everyone. And I have a lot of respect for Disney and what they did. Um, and it's not like they won't make the money, but they definitely held off on Christmas 2019 profits this year in order to give us story, surprise, and all of the above. So very nice. And like I said before, Mondo's Master Universe line continues into this year. Merman ships soon. And men arms and um Kordak are soon as well. So those will be on pre-order. It's a wonderful time to be alive in the world of geekdom. It is. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. Uh where can you find us, Chris? Uh we're at don't forget Uh about to make our return for the season, uh twenty twenty. Uh we've been on a little break, but we'll be coming at you hard and strong and furious um no mercy and we can also find us on uh social medias at the uh the twitters the instagrams and the facebooks <laughs> yes all those things 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I hope you guys um, let us know what you're into or looking forward to in 2020 yourselves or maybe anything that you loved about in 2019 in the comments or social media, and we'd be happy to chat with you about it. Um, this is Casey saying go read your comics. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.